You're listening to the Multiverse Fancast, proud member of the Misfit Fashion Media Network. Hello. Family, we've met Lucifer, Morningstar. Lucifer, Morningstar, as in... The devil, yes, exactly. So tell me, what is it you desire? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiverse Fancast. If you're listening to us on the go, you can find us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Facebook. We just got onto Facebook. Yes, one of the first podcasts, apparently, uh, to make the switch over. If So basically, if you're on Facebook and you go to our page and you scroll to the right under our post and everything, you can actually see a segment that says podcasts, and there you can listen to former episodes. Uh, they're still trying to get the bugs out because it is launch week for that. Um, it's something they've been working on for quite some time, apparently, and I've been trying to keep on top of. But right now, they may not have every single episode, but they do have uh, the most recent, and they do uh, make posts for it uh, through Facebook. So if you ever see just a random post from us uh, with no context whatsoever, it's because Facebook uh, did it for us. But um, we are super excited to be back. As always, I'm Paul, and with me is uh, Just Rob. Just Rob, how are you doing today? I am Just Rob today, and I am doing really, really well. I I am glad that we're finally in the studio after a brief hiatus. Yes, so we're going to apologize for that off off the top because apparently I decided that my bachelor party and birthday weekends were <laughs> were a priority and I we I was a part of that so we we initially brought the microphones with us it, to it was, the it was, weekend it was a business retreat yes it was retreat. all all business yeah but uh, also but, like just September for us you know being with all of us being in sort of involved in education or athletics September is just an absolute nightmare for trying to organize because we're all back at school uh, some of us uh, tend to referee uh, games or be it games to make sure everyone is safe. And so September is just a nightmare, and we were just talking about how we can't wait for October so lives can just sort of slow down a little bit. Well, I just like October because October is my favorite time of the year. It's, it's Pumpkin not- spice lattes! No, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but uh, just Halloween, uh, we have a, a bonfire that one of our friends ordered oh, wow. off our registry for us coming soon, so like we're super excited. Well, a big fan of us, too, uh, our, our friend Mike. Oh, yes, uh, I've he, seen his he, comments. His comments are always very entertaining. <laughs> but um, So big thank you to him and his, uh, his wife Amy for that. But... Um, yeah, definitely my favorite time of the year, and how fitting for the season f- series finale of Lucifer to be happening right now. It's so weird because um, obviously that's what we're talking about this uh, mm-hmm. this episode. We're going to talk uh, season six of Lucifer, the final season. Talk a little bit about the show as a whole and kind of where it stands in the in the pantheon of DC shows, especially considering uh, usually October is the time that shows are coming back and shows are starting. Yeah. So it's a little bittersweet, especially now where. A lot of the uh, the DC CW type shows, even though Lucifer is not a CW show, it is right, in that universe. Yes, um, they're all starting. It's starting to kind of hit its peak and and starting to fade away a little mm. bit. Yeah, um, it had its heyday, and now it's it's going off gently into the sunset. I think the CW Arrowverse will be very fondly remembered, and yeah, it, and it so. is because of the CW Arrowverse that uh, I even started watching Lucifer, and then I think I yep. was the one who told you, you like, did. you got to watch this show, you'll yeah. love it. Um, and you and I, you know, Rob and I are very I don't want to say we're, we're, we're comic book purists because there are types that are like, this is not like the comic book at all. Um, for for some things, it, it's totally fine to make some sort of uh, yeah, like creative a, a, changes. Yeah. Like uh, on Cinematic Adventures, we just talked the movie Sleepy Hollow. 
Oh yeah, yeah. With Johnny Depp, Tim which Burton. is very much inspired by yes. Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's not a, a direct uh, exactly, uh, adaptation, but it, but it works. It, it works did. for the medium that you're doing. Yeah. So Lucifer is a perfect example of taking the source material and the the more biblical yeah, the source material inspiration for it. Yeah, <laughs> when the Bible is your inspiration for the show, <laughs> we um, based our show off the Bible, <laughs> off the number one bestseller. No, but um. It, it, Lucifer turned into such a unique and awesome beast that we're really excited to uh, to talk about season yes. six because I think for the most part it was very enjoyable. Like we we have our, our nitpicks here and there, um, but we're going to get into that. But I think first we have some news yes. and some discussion that we want to do. Rob. Let's first tackle trailer news. I've got four and a half items for trailer news. You'll understand why in a second. First of all, Hawkeye came out the trailer for it, which is I got to say is something I had. Almost no interest in, and then after seeing the trailer, I am now 100% invested in seeing it. I'm very excited. Hawkeye has never been a character that I've been all that interested in. Um, Especially considering he's the the quote-unquote heart of the Avengers. Yeah, I I was never into him. I like Jeremy Renner enough. Um, You know, I liked him years ago when he first started out in, uh, oh, I forget the name of it, when he played the... um, uh, the bomb uh, expert. Oh, uh, the Hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. Uh, I first saw him there, and I, I thought he was enjoyable, but he never really stood out that much. He's solid. He's he's a good actor. The problem with Jeremy Renner is, I, I really do like Jeremy Renner. If you ever get a chance to see the movie Tag, he's really funny in it. He is, actually. I've it's, seen that that's movie. That's a fun movie. I didn't care for the movie, but I thought he was funny. Yeah. But they tried to give him two really big franchises, yeah. like... They get uh, Born and Mission Impossible. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. They, they really like teed him <laughs> up to to take over those franchises. That was terrible. Uh, the Born Legacy was okay, but I did really like him in Mission Impossible. I thought he was a fun yeah. foil to Ethan Hawke. He is. But it was it was so weird. They were like, "All right, Jeremy Renner's our next guy," and then. Yeah, and then he wasn't. Yeah, but you know what? He's he's still a really funny guy. Like he he's an interesting. Uh, like person to begin with like you see him on talk shows and stuff like that he's i i enjoy his talk show appearances i i i gotta say for the hawkeye trailer first of all Haley steinfeld i i love her as an actress mm-hmm. she's i saw her i think she was in true grit yes um, that was really where she was nominated big. and she i even loved bumblebee uh which yeah. was really a lot of fun because of her she's a great actress she's always fun to watch and uh she looks like she's gonna be a lot of fun in the show and i love i i'm a sucker for Anything where they juxtapose like action or, or horror or anything that goes against Christmas with, with Christmas, Christmas. Um, I, I love things like that's. I think that's why I love Shane Black so much because everything he does is against the backdrop of Christmas, like the Last Boy Scout, one of the Lethal Weapon movies. Uh, there's so many of them. Uh, oh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I think that's is against one, yeah. there. Um, so I, I really am excited for Hawkeye, and that's dropping right around Thanksgiving too, which is neat. Well, I'm excited for it because, a, it's we haven't gotten a lot of Marvel stuff that happens during the five years, or is mm. directly impacted by what happened during the five years that everybody was gone, and b, it's it's kind of like it's unfortunate because I wanted Black Widow to be like this. Like basically, yeah. the trailer shows that really the the events are happening because of his time as Ronin, which yeah, it's a fallout from Ronin. Basically, it, it's. Just from the trailer alone, without too much, like we see Haley Steinfeld's wearing that the Ronin costume, took up the Rona persona, yeah. and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye's like, hey, I made a lot of enemies, people, and also people know who Hawkeye is. There's no secret right. identities in this sort of thing, but um, I think that's a very interesting take to see, like a lot of mafia people who disappeared and then came back there, especially like, you know, you see him killing Yakuza. Yakuza are notorious yeah. for their family ties. Same with the Italian mafia, like. 
you you come back after five years and like why is my brother dead who killed him well Clint Barton <laughs> so I'm I'm excited to yeah. it looks like it's going to be a little bit more um, revenge kind yeah. of but with, also with a decent amount of humor yes which and which I think is neat because Hawkeye has always been very much like the straight man in everything uh, and I've he's never had much of a tone to him so to see him doing almost kind of comedy a little bit I'm fine with it because like if you watch which I like yeah it's not until the very end of Avengers that he starts to finally show that he, yeah. like after he's done with the mind control and you know he's like you and I remember Budapest very differently like little but he does have one of my favorite comedy moments in almost all the uh, Marvel movies when uh, Quicksilver picks up his sister and runs and he's like keep up old man <laughs> And he draws the boat. He's like, nobody would know. Nobody. <laughs> it just, it, it always gets me when I see it. So on a related note, which is also a news but not trailer news, in the no crap department, we have that Miss Marvel is coming out in 2022. Yeah, they pushed it. Originally, it was scheduled for 2021. And I have to say, when they showed when that Hawkeye was coming out and they showed the schedule for Hawkeye going completely into January, I'm like, all right, where's Miss Marvel coming? And so they finally just made an official announcement that it's in 2022. So, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, it's, I don't think it's a reflection of the quality because I think it's going to be a great show because the mm-hmm. source material is amazing for Ms. Marvel. Uh, so, yep, that's been pushed. They did say that it also would give them extra time to work on the effects. Cause, that's good. Because um, vi- she's stretchy. Yeah, visual effects for people stretching are very... That can get wonky. They, very hard to do. Um, yeah. Say what you will about the... The reboot of Fantastic Four, Fan Four Stick. Yeah. Um, there are some good shots of, of Reed Richards using his abilities, but um, yeah, the expansion abilities are very. You don't want it to look too goofy. It and it's hard not to because yeah, it, or too CGI ish. And that's the problem. It's it's too much for the human mind to comprehend. Uh, the, uh, there's a word for it. I forget what it's called. Uncanny Valley. That's it. Thank you. Where our mind just differentiates and can see through. Mm-hmm. The, the fakeness when, when it comes to the human body yeah and and oftentimes the, with the uncanny valley the closer it gets to being human the weirder it feels to the human eye yeah that's why even like these lifelike robots that are being created Ugh, like we could still creepy. they're still everybody sees them they're like there's something about them it's yeah. called the uncanny yes. valley um, also next now this is your camp a little bit more the tra- red band trailer for injustice came I am out so excited I figured you would be um, for those of you guys who don't know, Injustice is uh, – it was a video game series. Yep. It took place basically what would happen if Superman killed the Joker and basically took over the world. Um, very famous Superman comic story type. Yeah. But they uh, they made a video game series out of it. That very, was first. Very successful, and that led to a very successful comic book series. Which I have you – I don't know if you've read that. I, I, read, I read almost all of them, and they were actually quality. I've, I've heard fantastic uh, I was shocked because usually something that's based off a video game is not that good. But no, it was a great comic series. So I, I'm not into the cartoons of DC just because that's me, and I'm not a, cart- I'm not a serious cartoon guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will do funny cartoons, but serious cartoons not so much. So, but it looked good because, and the Red Band trailer had a, a scene with Superman punching right through the Joker's heart. <laughs> yeah, uh, DC animation is is always a, a solid hit for me. Like there are very few DC animated properties that I'll watch and be like, oh, that wasn't good. DC animation is is basically yeah. like like Marvel TV at this point. You, you get you know what you're gonna get. It's a solid winner usually. I cannot knock it at all. Like I. I, I'm not again. I'm not into it because I don't. I don't really do serious cartoons. But for those who do, it's fantastic quality. That's mm-hmm. a great world. And HBO Max plays just about all of them. I think too. Oh yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. But uh, I, I really, it's funny. We've done a few Marvel vs DC episodes. We've done two, I think. 
Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So I think if we ever do a third one, like we, we always kind of say that there are some things DC just does better and there are some things that Marvel does better. Uh, for me, DC always does better animation. Um, yes, Marvel easily. does. Marvel does better live action movies. Like I'm, I, as much as I like to knock Marvel, it is true. They just have yeah. they have a formula that does it. And as much as I like to knock DC, they have the better comic lines. Oh, absolutely. I mean, DC Comics has always kind of been, like Marvel's been the relatable stuff, but DC's been like the extravagant yeah, stuff. They're they're the top. But and then like when it comes to TV, TV is the one that it keeps flipping back and forth for us. Like right. when the Arrowverse was at its prime, when it was like you know season three or four of Arrow and season one and two of of The Flash and then Supergirl and even now like Superman and Lois like they they would DC TV was on top like they were they could do no wrong and then it, you know, Marvel had the Netflix stuff, which was good for a season yeah. or so. <laughs> the only one of those Marvel Netflix shows that I really enjoyed throughout the entire run was Daredevil. Oh yeah, I, I again, I still have to see season three of that. It's it's, it's fantastic. I've heard. It's really good. Je- Jessica Jones, close second. Yeah, um, even the sec- the first season's fantastic. The second season's it's hard to top. And then there's that show we don't talk about, Luke Cage. Iron Fist. Yeah, I know. And then the, <laughs> the Defenders is really what we don't talk about, yeah. unfortunately. Because at least like with Iron Fist, they tried a little bit harder in Season 2. But uh, that's and neither here nor there. Next in trailer news, just recently, the Sandman trailer I haven't dropped. Seen it yet. Oh, it's I haven't fun. Seen it yet. I, I got to say, I, I have read the Sandman comics. They are not easy comics to read. And I struggled tremendously with them uh, just in trying to grasp what's going on because they're, so, they're, they're philosoph- philosophically very deep. Um, and they're thematic, if they're thematically rich, and they're very artsy. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching the trailer for the Sandman, I was quite blown away because there's images directly pulled from the comics. I'm like, wow, there's that panel and there's that panel. So I think they're going to be very, very faithful to it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It looks fun. Uh, also, the Witcher season two trailer dropped. I just posted it on the Facebook page. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Have you? Do you watch the Witcher? Oh yeah. Oh, you okay? Oh, I didn't. Mel- oh, Melanie it's Game of Thrones. You don't watch Game of Thrones. Melanie okay. watched Game of Thrones. I did not. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we we watched the Witcher, and we loves the Witcher. Yes. I I, I hate to say it. I'm such a Henry Cav- uh, Cavill fanboy. I know. You- like I really just he's just <laughs> one of those guys. He's one of those guys that a he's like well first of all he got made fun of in high school for being fat and overweight. Yeah. Like I'm like resonation. Okay, yeah. I, I can I can relate. <laughs> And then just he's just like such a cool dude, and like he'll he'll talk about like he's like I've got anxiety, like yeah, yeah. I'm considered like a sex symbol now, but I you know he has a comfort dog named Cal, yeah, because it's oh, named really? after Cal L, yeah, and like and just I a think cool also dude. he's a real he's a true geek, yeah, like he really knows his geek stuff. He almost missed his call for Man of Steel because he was playing World of Warcraft, <laughs> like. <laughs> There, there was a viral image of him building a computer, like building his own gaming computer. Like he's just, he's a nerd. He's, he's I, super I like buff. He's down to earth. My favorite, one of my favorite moments in memes of Henry Cavill is from the Mission Impossible movie in the bathroom fight scene. Oh, when, when he, he has does to cock the Hancocks. They did it in Krypton. <laughs> oh, really? They, 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 did, uh, they had his like ancestor do it. Uh, oh, that's fight. so awesome. But yeah, Henry so, Henry Cavill is just one of those guys. Like, I really wish they would write a better Superman yeah. movie for him. That's dropping. Uh, Witcher season two is December seventeenth. Um, I haven't seen the anime for it yet. Neither have I. But I, I plan to. Just such a wait. Like, I I, I have to remember what happened. Yeah, at the I know. End of I mean, we're gonna rewatch season one, and uh, this one I noticed also. This uh, trailer focused a lot more on Yennefer, uh, mm-hmm. who we haven't seen much since the season ended. So, so that's plenty exciting. of her in season one. <laughs> 
Uh, and then the half uh, that I was talking about is Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Um, the Cowboy Bebop released the opening credits to their show, which has you know some moments and everything, and it's it's a very faithful adaptation. Very faithful. Um, I never watched Cowboy Bebop growing up. I've seen episodes here or there. Same here. I was more of a Dragon Ball Z fan. Okay. And then um, since I was young enough, like Pokemon and, and mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh! and like some of those – um, Melanie likes Hunter x Hunter. She's okay. and she, she's like we have you have to pay attention when when we watch. It. I was like, I, like, like watch it. She's like, no, I'm putting the we're doing subtitles. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. She's she takes it a little bit serious. I've but. seen a few of the Cowboy Bebop shows. I I haven't read it. I have to say, all right, full confession. I teach a comic book class. This is the first semester I'm doing it. And I have students in there that are severely into anime. Mm-hmm. And this past week, they gave me some anime to read. Manga. Thank duh. <laughs> I yeah. knew that. They gave yeah. me manga to read. And I always knew you were supposed to read it from the back. But I did not know that you're also supposed to read the comic panels in reverse order, too. So I started reading it, and I'm like, wow, I'm just not translating this well to me. And then I found out why. And See, so now I've read about five comic mangas since uh, they gave it to me. So for, for me, like as a kid, when I would read comic books, because, you know, still learning to read, I would look at the whole thing first. Right. So I would actually just kind of read whatever I saw and then put it together. So I still, oh, wow. I still do that with comic books. Oh, it's wow. the weirdest thing. Like a regular book, I'll, I, I, I read very quickly. I'm, I'm a speed reader and yeah. I can, and I can still maintain, uh, retain it. But for comic books, for some reason, when I open up a comic book, I kind of look everywhere really quick and yeah. then start to put it together. You're probably more of a visual learner. Way more of a visual. Yeah. I'm also a, a discussion-based learner. Like uh, I, I have, if I can, if I talk to somebody about something, I have a much better understanding your and grasp. Stronger. Um, I'm not a good test taker. I'm yeah. not a good. Here's that A, B, C, or D. That doesn't surprise me, considering hearing those things about you. Oh yeah. yeah, I like I like interaction. I like to, you know, I always find that you learn more about a person too like having mm-hmm. you can write down all the most important things about yeah. yourself but i learned way more just having a conversation oh, yeah. with you and then finally uh shang chi this week became the highest grossing film of the pandemic as of this past weekend it made 186 million dollars which surpasses well done. uh black widow i think by three million so because i think she she was at 183 mm. uh so congratulations to shang chi and it is still going strong it is uh i think just about every weekend yeah this past weekend it was the number one film yeah well uh, september and, didn't have a whole lot of other films dropping no we're gonna see it drop down when uh venom comes out yeah, that'll and be then, next um, weekend james bond comes out the following week yeah we then, thought that came out in november we were all oh, planning really? to do bond month first and then dune comes out and even though that's coming yeah. out on hbo max that's still going to be a, a theater thing yeah so yeah I think this is the last big weekend for Shang-Chi, but that's very exciting that it's become sort of a, a cultural touchstone and become as popular well, as it is. not even that. It's also just a nice indication of where we are in our country with mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic and all that. Because we're going to talk about, obviously, the pandemic affected Lucifer and, yeah. and all those shows. But, um, you know, it, it's nice to kind of see that sense of normality. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, that also means that next year I'm going to have to pay more to go see movies because they won't be right on HBO Max anymore. No. And and again, Shang-Chi, I think that's also just a sign that sometimes just quality stuff does well. Also quality and the the I do firmly believe that the fact that they didn't stream it on Disney Plus right away. I think that helped. It it massively helped yeah. because, you know, it, it the ticket sales alone cuz you know, you you have a family of 3. Yep. And you pay 30 bucks for, yes. you know, your, your movie. That's 30 bucks. Yeah. Your average ticket price is $12. Yeah. Like, you, it doesn't sound like a lot, but times that by everybody in the yeah. world, you know. And, and also, we don't know how much of that, you know, Disney Plus money actually goes to the actual box office. Right. You know, d- businesses are hard. 
and complicated, and Scarlett Johansson's still suing. <laughs> and we are we are full Scar Scarlett on uh, Scojo oh, we, on oh, this. Yeah, we uh, are we are a thousand percent. We're we're voting for you, Scojo. Yeah, um, I, I firmly I, I think that the Hollywood movie industry is, is very broken in how, in who makes the money, yeah. just because it still has the same rules from 1922 <laughs> uh, when the talkies were big, and. <laughs> That, that's the problem like your, your average guy who works on a theater like on a movie they have to work a, almost year round like it's just yeah. it's it's grunt work and you're getting paid pennies me personally like I like like Keanu Reeves he's like oh I made 10 million dollars but I gave nine of it away to the staff as someone who worked in a movie theater in uh, 1989 I was earning four dollars an hour <laughs> I love it but uh, I think until any- I got a raise to four and a quarter yep, yep. <laughs> oh because they had a half a trailer come out <laughs> But uh, any other news? That's it. That wraps up the news. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to jump right into Lucifer Season 6. But first, a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Ray's Energy Drinks from Rep Sports. Whether you're trying to crush your afternoon workout or just need a little extra pick-me-up, Ray's Energy is just the boost that you're going to need. So if you go to repsports.com and any product that you order, enter the code MISFIT89 at checkout to receive 15% off. Anything that you guys buy from that store helps our network grow, and we fully, fully appreciate everything you guys do. That's MISFIT89 at checkout, repsports.com. All right, we are back, and we are finally, 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 finally talking about Lucifer season six. Now, this is this was announced uh, at the end of season five as being the last episode of the series, or excuse me, the last season of the series. Uh, you know, obviously the the six being such a important number in uh, in religious in text devil war, devil, devil <laughs> war. Yeah, that sounds so dirty. But um, so it was released uh, at the beginning of September. They, mm-hmm. as per Netflix tradition, they released every episode all at once. Um, I know my wife and I spent the week watching it because we also, I think, part of us wanted to really savor it and mm-hmm. enjoy that show. Um, Lucifer is one of those weird shows that gets us oddly emotional at times. Um, I the before this, I remember the season five. Uh, the last episode or the episode, second to last where Dan dies was one of like Mel and I were watching it. Yeah. Like, and that was fairly almost like, yeah. like it, just when Trixie was begging Lucifer to tell her that her dad really wasn't dead. And then we find out Dan's in hell. But anyway, um, so th- this season we were really looking forward to it. Um, it's, it's very, it's, it's more commonplace nowadays that shows know when they're getting a last season. It's, it's almost yeah. like, it's like a production in itself. Like I think an, Lost was one of the first ones to do that. Where they knew that yeah. this, this was it. Uh, Smallville did it. So mm-hmm. they spent their, their 10th season as a love letter to the fans. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine just did yes. it. And, oh man, that one hit us. Oh, right. I heard. It, it hit us in the feels hard, uh, the last episode. But, um. You know, Melanie doesn't watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but I do. I watched the first like couple seasons. I, I loved it. I just I thought kind was, of ran out of time. I thought for it was it. so good, and just it was such a it's fun, very funny, a fun escape for me personally. Uh, oh yes, oh that makes sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> given. But um, so this was uh, this was the chance that the show had to to tie up its stories, and the the problem with a show like this is you're dealing with cosmic events and cosmic beings. How do you end a story satisfyingly for mm-hmm. all of these characters? So rather than go episode by episode, I think we're going to talk character by character because each character in this show yeah. has a story, uh, which I, is a is a better way to go about it. I think for me personally, like you do a show like Smallville, the show has to end with him becoming Superman. Like the the last season has to be finishing his journey, but you get a show like this where there it's a small yet very diverse set of characters 
that they each kind of get their moment to shine. Rob, what were your thoughts going into season six? Going into season six, uh, okay, I watched, when I started watching Lucifer, it had already had five seasons out. Um, and so I was playing catch up a little bit the first time. So season one and two, I think, were the ones that were on. Was it one, two, and three that were on? One, the two, and three were on Fox. Fox. Um, and those were okay. Then when it made the transition to um, Netflix, it got significantly better with season four, which I thought was the high highlight of the uh, series. Season five was starting to go downhill a little bit for me, but I loved Tom Ellis. I loved his character, and I just enjoyed it watching him. Season six, I hated. <laughs> really? Yes. Wow. I did not like it at all. I thought it was incredibly self-indulgent. I thought it was wrong-headed on so many levels. Um, I was bored. Uh, and I wasn't alone in my household. Um, so I and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I think we've got two totally different takes on this season. So it'll be interesting to compare notes, yeah, just uh, so which you guys we haven't know. done too much. Yeah, just so you guys know, for the most part, unless we're seeing something together, yeah. uh, all of us here at the Multiverse Fancast and at Cinematic Adventures, we don't like to talk about what we just saw. Even like we've, we've walked out of the movie theater going, hmm. And yeah. we look at each other. And we're, like, we're trying to read each other's faces huh. and everything. Huh. But Indeed. we try and save it for the show. Yeah, so this is an actual surprise for Paul that I didn't like it. Well, you know, I, in, in all honesty, I could see why. Um, yeah. it, for me, it ended because you can't give Lucifer, you can't give the character Lucifer a happy ending. I'm sorry. Like, I, I hate to say no. it. Um, but for, for the most part, most characters had some satisfying um, stories. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, I, I would agree endings. with you. I didn't feel unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like, okay, that's a fitting end for that character. Like, you know, at the very end of the season when... Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers, We're going to spoil spoilers. this whole show. Uh, at the very end of the season when you had him having his own office in hell for helping people, I thought that was actually clever and well done. My problem that I had was I thought they had too few plots that they were just stretching over 10 episodes. Which is weird because I felt... I know you felt the opposite. Well, same vein though. Very similar vein. My problem with, with season six was they had... It, it's almost like they had too many small ideas that yeah. they wanted to devote time to just for them to be like, uh, we only have 10 episodes. Yeah. I think this show would have been better with maybe 15 or even just one or two extra episodes because um, there. when we talk character by character, I'm going to talk what we like, what we didn't like. And just uh, just a reminder, this is just our opinion. Yeah. It is, uh, we try and keep uh, outside things in the world like COVID or whatever, politics, et cetera, That's out of it. Day, um, yeah. Unless they directly relate to the story, which in this case, some of these things do. So just uh, everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. We're, all, we're all just trying to express our um, opinions. But um, I felt that, and this is—I think this was the main problem I had with the show this season was that his, well, season five ends with him uh, accepting the mantle of being God, and now he just has to ascend. And it took like for me forever for him to finally come to some decision about whether or not to do that. I like to me that should have been like a three-episode arc, and they splintered it over into I think it wasn't until the eighth episode that he finally tells a man deal that he doesn't yeah. want to do it and I, I didn't think it needed that long time I in our household Lauren and I my wife and I we sat down to watch it we were fairly excited knowing that we how much we love Tom Ellis uh the first two episodes we were like okay good this is hitting all the right spots the third episode was that was the cartoon episode mm -hmm. 
it was good, but I started to see some red flags there. By the time we got to, I think, the seventh episode, Lauren just said, I think I'm done. And she tapped out. So I ended up watching two episodes by myself. So she hasn't seen it. Well, no, she saw... She didn't see episodes seven and eight. She's like, just go ahead and watch it on your own. And then, you know, tomorrow night when we sit down to watch, I'll watch picking up from wherever you left off. Oh, wow. So and then she watched nine and ten. And even she was like, yeah, I didn't don't feel like I missed much with seven and eight. Um, so I did not enjoy it. OK, that, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so let's let's talk character by character. We have a, luckily we only have two like basically two new characters. Yeah. Rory and uh, the, the uh, new detective. Uh, I want to say oh, Carol Carol Corbin. Yes. yes. So let's what's his name? Carol. Oh, oh. what does he say? I'm so, he says, oh, that's unfortunate or something like that. Yeah. So let, let's start off with because um, we have a couple of guest stars and then we have a couple of recurring stars. Uh, mm-hmm. I'd rather t- let's talk. <laughs> Do you want to talk the main cast or like the supporting the the how about guests? the uh, how about the supporting cast like okay. like Dan and everyone? Well, Dan Dan is main cast, so the, the but main... I I mean he's not like he's not Lucifer. No, all right. So <laughs> let, let's we'll start basically at the bottom and work right. our way up. I think that might be the uh, the best way to go about it. Sure. Uh, we do have appearances from some older uh, cast members that we won't really put too much into. Uh, Jafile returns again as one of the angels. Um, like in one scene, uh, Charlotte Richards appears in heaven. Oh so yes. She's at the very, that, very end. Uh, I will say that is one of my favorite, um, character, like character story. Oh yeah. I, like I the did book like ends. that. He gets his pudding. <laughs> uh, and then really that, and then Vincent Lamarck as, uh, we had, uh, Rob Benedict playing, uh, Chuck. Oh, Vincent all right. See, and, that's, that's a huge problem I have is that he's Chuck. Oh, yeah. I see him. It's Chuck from Supernatural. It's yeah. no one else. It's Chuck. Melanie's about to get into when Chuck like turns into real Chuck at the oh, end. She hasn't oh, gotten there she yet. She doesn't know he's right. actually gone. Uh, no, no. Uh, she, oh, no, she knows he's, he's God. Okay. What kind of God he actually is. Oh. Yeah, we're on season 12. We okay. stopped to watch. We were watching Manifest and we were watching this. And, mm. uh, we have Tri- uh, Scarlett Estevez returns as Trixie. She's... she's not really in it. <laughs> She's like, I we we that was a running joke for us in our house of like, where's Trixie? We we said that too. Like Trixie's barely in the She's season. At science camp. <laughs> so obviously, with with COVID nineteen still still in effect and uh, Delta variants and this and that, mm. um, it's it's unfortunate that Trixie. Oh, you think that's why she wasn't around? I have a feeling that they they unfortunately you even when you see her, like. She's barely in it. Like, she's, how old is that actress? Oh God, uh, I have no. Okay, idea. here it is. She was born in two thousand eight. Okay, so she. Oh wow, she's on Timmy's a month. She was born March first. Timmy was born April eighth. Oh, look at that. Oh, they're the same age. Yeah, so she she's still very young. So she's thirteen. Yeah, so um, no vaccine for her, no, no. nothing like that. Um, but she's barely. She's eligible for it, but I, whether or not she got it, I don't know. Well, I don't. I think they film in. I don't know if oh, they film. Oh wait in, a minute! If she, that's right, because when she filmed, she would have been too young to get the vaccine. Yeah, and plus, I don't know where they film. They, I don't know if they film in Los Angeles. I don't know if they film in Vancouver. Right. Which a lot of these shows do, but um, yeah, I don't. I think the first time we see her is, I. Oh, oh it's at the um, it's at the wedding. Yeah, I think my yes, best friend's wedding. That, that was at the wedding, and then she's in it for like three seconds, and then we don't see her again until she's talking to. We see her, I think, one time after. Words, yeah, there's but, one time at home, and then we the, see her with Rory. We do see her also talking to Dan while he's in Lamarck's body, and that's yes. where where Dan. I'm sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Uh, and that is one of my that is one of my favorite 
scenes in this season. It, that was a good a, scene. It is a very powerful scene. Say what you will about uh, Chuck. <laughs> He's Rob, Chuck. Yeah. I can't think uh, of him as anything Rob else. Rob Benedict is not only is he a great director, he does a lot of good directing work, but he's also a decent actor. Like I've seen him in a bunch of other things. Mm-hmm. He, he's very good at playing like the squirrely kind of guy. He is. But uh, having him play uh, basically a serial killer mobster and Dan in this season, I, I thought was fun. I um, think if I didn't know him from Supernatural, I'd, I'd buy into it. I could see that, yeah. yeah. But I, I do like how uh, he refers to himself as Belios. That's the demon he was playing. Oh, okay. uh, that he was playing with him. But uh, it's it's a very powerful moment, and you know, unfortunately, for child act for child characters, the development doesn't happen until they're adults. Yeah. So really, Trixie's just kind of, she's just kind of there. But apparently, she was in the flash forward. Trixie, I didn't even notice her when Aurora, when Rory comes back. Okay. Um, after um time traveling, and okay. she talks to Chloe on her deathbed. Apparently, Trixie's there. I didn't oh, even notice. Oh, okay. Which that again, that was another scene I didn't understand. Why did what? In that scene, Chloe is only like in her mid fifties, and she looks like she's about eighty. She's way older than that. She is. She's they no, because Rory time traveled twenty years back. I no, they, I don't remember if they exactly say, but they do specifically say that Rory is much older than she actually looks. So, and that time works different, or for Rory, time works differently. Like she's way okay. older. So I think it was actually further on, maybe. In, in, but yeah, she looks that, like she's twenty. There years were old. times. There were times where we're like, I don't understand why they're making this choice in the show in this season. Time travel is a a risky choice. Yeah. So like when we saw her that old, we didn't quite understand. And if that is true, what you're saying, they should have been more clear about that because I didn't quite understand why she looked so. No, decrepit. I, I, I think they do specifically say. I think Chloe's the one that's like, I die in twenty years, and Rory says, "No, I, you know, I just look like I'm twenty years old. Okay. I, I'm much older than I actually right, look." I didn't get that. Um, yeah, that was in one. Of, that was when the the first episode that they t- uh, explained to it. But um, yeah, I, I really, I, I feel like Trixie kind of got the shaft. A yeah. Bit. But she's also it's it's hard for Trix for an actress at that point because she's. She, don't get me wrong she's an adorable kid but she's well past the you know like the <laughs> what's a hooker yeah the phase they, of of trixie the, the precocious stage is over and it's annoying then all right so moving on um we have one of our newer characters this season uh scott porter as carol corbett i really liked carol i liked him he was just such a nice yeah. and genuine guy um they did introduce him at the last episode of season five uh at, oh, okay. at the funeral Oh, okay. Because that was the I guy forgot. that that was the guy that Dan wanted to set Ella up with. Yes, I so, do remember that. Episode. Yeah, we. He, I we did like him. I I thought he was a very good, solid character. I liked that he was you know struggling privately with alcoholism, um, which I thought added layers to his character. Yeah. Um, and like they didn't go for some of the easy tropes with that sort no. of thing. Like when she spills the champagne on him, he's not like, "Oh no, yeah. alcohol!" I might like. He seemed like a very real, lived-in character, and like, and just a good guy. And that's what we really we we wanted that for Ella, you know, for a character that arguably I think most of the fan base and us mm. fell in love with. Ella's just a great character. They focused on Carol a lot in the first few episodes, and then they kind of got away from him. And maybe that's another reason why, because I, again, I liked the first handful of episodes, mm-hmm. um, and and I wouldn't like if I was advising anyone about the show Lucifer. I'll save this a little bit for later, but I would say with this season, the first few episodes are, are decently solid, and then if you skipped to the end, I think you would be okay. Yeah, because um, I think there's a lot of like I think the middle is a lot of like 
just waiting time for people to make decisions, mm-hmm. um, like with Lucifer and ascending and everything. But yeah, okay. All right, so uh, Carol Corbett, good addition. Yep. Uh, we have Eve coming back. She's still uh, she's not a main uh, cast member, but she is still recurring, played by Inbar Lavi. I want to say is. Uh... I, I I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, Producer Melanie and I both agreed that we liked Eve a lot more this season. Oh, yeah? Why? When she, I when don't they, know if I have an opinion. I'm just wondering. When, when they first introduced Eve, she was the worst. I We hated her. Oh, she really? Was like, she was like she was the, the first girlfriend, like the, the ditzy party girl. She was I'm a sorority chick. Just like no substance. Yeah. And in this like... They finally show her. She's like standing up to Adam, who is the worst. Oh, but he was the, he was written to be the worst. Hated Adam. Yeah, but that, I but really that was, hated that. But that whole was thing. That was the point. Like the point was for us to just not like Adam. And Eve Eve is much more rounded as a character. I I do cringe when I see her do fight scenes though. <laughs> like she does like the spinning back fist. I'm like that. What are you doing? Get out of here. But. I, I liked her and Maze, and I liked the what they brought yeah. to each other. Yeah, I liked their their wedding vows and everything. I yeah. thought that was cute. Um, Melanie hated the scene though, where Doctor Linda was trying to psychoanalyze them at dinner, and Amanda just like, ah, <laughs> oh, Linda. Um, that that, you know. That yeah, was, that that doesn't seem to ring true. I think that's maybe why again why I liked Carol because that seemed authentic, mm-hmm. whereas some of these other moments just seemed scripted. Yes. Yeah, Car- um, Carol and Ella had just a very natural, organic chemistry about them. Um, even Maze, you could it was it was written like don't get me wrong, the actresses are fantastic right. and they do have a certain level of chemistry with them. Yeah, but um, I I did I just I liked Eve a lot better this season and I'm glad that they okay. they made her into more of a strong, independent. She she's not basing like the whole thing was. I'm marrying Maze because I choose to and because I right. love her. It's Whereas the, I was made for Adam. I was or, made for Adam, and then I was – Lucifer was my lifeline out of that, and I was more just a tool to him. You know. All right. Since we're on the topic of Adam, help me out with this. Where yeah. has he been the past heaven. thousands of years? He's been in heaven. Okay. Is he blind in heaven? Why is that? Because he doesn't know what men are like nowadays. So they they haven't really told too much about the, how heaven and hell works okay. in – in this universe like we've seen heaven and it's more it, it seemed more like just a paradise that everybody just kind of hung out in but um i don't know they they never he, really address he never, it. he never figures out until he starts interacting with people that that you know men aren't like that anymore they're you know he which also leads me to believe that when god created adam he created men as pigs just absolute like chauvinists well it's also a product of i mean that what were we talking? We were just talking about. Um, we were talking about Sleepy Hollow and how different it was. And just in 1796, okay. like the richest people of the town were the in charge of the town, and like you know, you it, it's just a, a very different time period. And I hate to say it, I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> offend anybody. If you're if you're highly religious, I'm not trying to offend. But the Bible does not always portray men in the best of light. Well, the Bible was technically the Bible was written by men. Uh, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> but all, that, First Timothy says yeah. all scripture is God-breathed. I know my scripture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like if, if you go – the further back you go in time, the more men are depicted as those pure chauvinists. And also women are depicted as, as the frail, fragile handmaidens right. and stuff and like there, that. There are several books of the Bible that were written by women – with women as characters that were written out because it was men who were putting the Bible together, yeah. you know, like King James. But unfortunately, like that is, I, I think it's also 
I think making Adam just such a terrible person is also kind of like a, not a dig at, at the Bible, yeah. but also like, a, hey, this is how men were written back then. I'm not saying it's off brand. It was just strange that Adam was like that still. I, I don't think so at all. Yeah. Do you know why? why? He's the first man. Every man is based off him. Yeah, but every man thinks he's the first man. I know, but Adam, <laughs> but Adam literally was. So for Adam, the idea of having to change uh-huh. won't resonate with him. Right. I was the first. I did it. I wieners. Like I was the. <laughs> I had the first wiener. That I can see Adam. Stand back, it. Eve. I don't know how big this thing gets. <laughs> that old gag. Yeah. <laughs> she picked a snake over him. We know how big it gets. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think for for Adam. The idea he and also he did not live among people, right? Yeah, I'll, to a point. Thinking he, about that, okay, yes. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't know what happened to Adam and Eve once they left the garden. Adam, we do know that know Adam they, has been. We know they Adam toiled. and Eve were the first humans in the Silver City. That that is okay. established in the mythology of the show of Lucifer, right? Yes. Um, they did have three sons: Cain, Abel, and Seth. Um, I'm really upset that they didn't bring back some of those characters. I, I liked Kane was Kane a great character. Cool. That would have been cool. Because um, we he's obviously in hell. Yeah. I mean, we would assume. And then and Adam, I like that actor too. Oh, Tom Welling. Yeah. No, no, no. The one who played. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he Kane. was Kane. Yeah. Who's the one? Who's what are you thinking? thinking? Uh, it'll come back to me. Give me a minute. Are you thinking of Abel? Because Abel's played by a woman. No, I keep going. All right, but I'll, anyway. I'll, um, so Eve was a character that I really did enjoy, and I'm glad that they kind of gave her a little bit, a little bit more character development. She wasn't just the I'm the girlfriend for the sake of being the girlfriend, mm-hmm. which was almost written in the Bible. Um, I do, I did like how he constantly mentioned Lilith, though, and that was just like my first wife was the queen of demons. <laughs> All right, you wouldn't be normal either. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Lucifer, the guy who plays Earl Earl Johnson. God, God Johnson, the oh, guy yeah, who yeah, thinks yeah, he's yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, like I wish they'd brought that character that back because that's a, that his that actor's name is Timothy Omenson. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, who yeah. has been? I think he was. You're Eastern. thinking of Kane from Supernatural. That's who I'm thinking yes, of. You're thinking oh, of that okay, because it's that same actor. Yeah, that was a great episode from season I think one or two. Yeah, where he gets a. It's like a. a piece of divine like a belt or something like that that yes. he wears he channels okay. the voice now of god yes and then at the end like they're like oh it wasn't really god to begin with but then yeah. he says something to lucifer and he's like wait what yeah. yeah i remember that one all right so going into the main cast so yeah. i'll start with uh dr martin dr linda martin played again by rachel harris um i didn't like her i agree with you she she became less and less their friend yeah and more and more trying to control all of them like a and self-righteous doctor like the, the, i mentioned it before but the scene where they're at dinner and Ooh. she's just overly psychoanalyzing that was them it, it was very cringy and yeah. it, i like that amenadiel pointed it out but then they back off and they're like amenadiel's like you're right you're right yeah and then linda's like see i knew i i knew i yeah. knew what i was doing and then <laughs> you find out that she's writing a book which don't get me wrong you're doing these experience uh, the problem is i would have much rather enjoyed if they had had Linda needing a coping mechanism. I thought some of the yeah. best Linda stuff was after she found out Lucifer was really the devil. Yes. That was some of the most powerful stuff. And the fact that it showed her character by like, I'm still going to, I'm going to, I'm going to help. Like I'm going to do the right thing. But for this, it, it's, I think you said it best, Rob, self-centered, very yeah. self-centered this season. Um, and then 
and then she writes this book. And don't get me wrong, I, it is one it's, of my favorite episodes of the of this season where they do like the dramatic reenactments of some of the past things. You oh, you hated it? That was my least favorite. Really? Episode of the season. Really? Wow. But you go first. Um, I, well, I like any time flashback episodes in a final season are always a little bit more fun for me. I yeah. enjoy them a little bit better because um, you're already going high on the nostalgia for it. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine did it flawlessly this past year with their series finale where they pay a lot of homage to their past like stunts and gags and all that stuff um if you guys haven't seen brooklyn 99 there's a very famous sequence of him singing backstreet boys in a police lineup and it's hilarious and it's like it's got its own little fandom they they make fun of it in the series finale oh really he's like yeah you've mentioned it several times none of you guys were there but you've mentioned it several times and you've tried to dramatically reenact it several other times but for me i love a good um I love a good reminder of where the show right. was, so I, I enjoy that, and I like how they took. You know, obviously it's it's being told from Linda's point of view, right? And the the scene where they switch with uh, Maze and Dan, and then they switch back, and same dialogue, just differently acted and portrayed. Right. I, I thought it was just funny. There were, I will say, there were moments there that I thought were funny. Here's the problem: I I hated that episode. Reason for it. there, this is an old trope in a lot of sitcoms where they find a reason to have all the characters sitting in a room by themselves with, unable to leave. That's the setup. And then they say, oh, this makes me think about the time when we... And then what they used to do was... And actually, Simpsons made an entire joke of it where they do a cheesy clips show mm. where they take scenes from old episodes and they cobble it together into a new episode. And it's really just... It was a cost-saving way for um, shows to... Uh, save money, but yet still create a new episode. Mm -hmm. And Lucifer does poke a little bit of fun at that. Like I, I having them all together. I, I think that was the problem I had with the episode is the reason they were all in that room together was because they were going through her book, trying to come up with reasons as to why his wings wouldn't come out. Was that, that what was, it was? That was where we were. And I thought that was like, instead of like, none of us, all right. And that's why I thought I had a problem with this season is because so much of it seemed inauthentic to me. Because if we had a problem, like a performance issue with any one of us in our lives, we wouldn't sit around and read the book that one of us was writing. But see, I think there's nothing more Lucifer than them trying to figure out what was wrong by reading a book about him. <laughs> okay. I, and that, I, that's how that started, where he yeah. picks up the book and he's like... <gasps> This is genius because you think he's going to get mad. Because right. like, I remember Mel and I were sitting there going, I hope they find out and they're pissed off. And eventually they get there. Yeah. But um, There were clever moments in it for me. Like I have to say when they did the flashback, in, in the, the, all the dialogue was replaced with like, science, science, science. Oh, I thought God, that, that was, was kind that of was funny. really funny. Because she's remembering it that way. Or she doesn't know enough to and put she, in And she that, even says, yeah. she's like, it's the first draft, guys. Yeah. But also, um, I, you know, going back to like the cost-saving thing, I totally agree. But in this case... It's more of a love letter, I think. Yeah. Because they're not saving any money. They're they're no. They're no, reenacting no. these scenes, so they still have to film right. them. They still have to redo them. But, but uh, my problem again, I think this goes back to my big problem with the entire season was that it was a season of inaction. That it was just a lot of let's figure it out and come to a conclusion. But that conclusion just keeps getting pushed off. Why isn't he ascending? Or why you know why won't he ascend? Or you know like Dan's whole struggle with you know, coming back, it just seemed like certain plot lines went on for way too long and they kept finding reasons to push off the decision-making of that plot line mm -hmm. to the very end. I agree. And I also, I think Linda was the one character that just did not have a solid... She had nothing. A solid ending. No. Like, she didn't really... 
we don't find out anything. We do find out that little Charlie has little baby wings. I was fine with that. I'm like, whatever. I, I do like that. That was Amanda Jill's first reaction to finding yeah. out uh, Rory was, you know, their daughter from the future. So it's possible. So it's possible. You're saying there's a chance. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, Linda was probably as far as characters go, no. my my least. Um, Speaking of Linda, yeah, I this this was lazy script writing that Adam showed up in her office just because he happened to pick her. Oh, a thousand percent. What the no. hell? Oh no. <laughs> He picked her on purpose. No, no. Oh, no, that's right. He goes there by accident yeah. and he finds out who she is. That's just lazy script writing. Yeah, that's really... It, yeah. I think it, it would have been better if they had just been like... if he, Even if they pointed out, like, I'm dumb. Do you know how I, many therapists there are in L.A.? Four. <laughs> four for every seven feet, basically. Like <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, it is the, the world that's of psychotherapy. Bad script writing. Yeah. Um, so going to... Arguably, my one of my f- more preferred storylines, Ella this season, Ella Lopez. Okay. So, Ella's still dealing with the trauma of basically dating a serial killer, right? And uh, which she, I liked that I did. I liked the PTSD from the serial. Killer. I'm a little annoyed that they dropped all of her storylines from the pre. I feel like a lot of this sh- this season they dropped a lot of stuff that they had yes. been working on. Um, like they were showing her kind of being like a maybe I'm maybe I'm there's something dark in me and there's something bad in me there's something this and like I like bad guys and I, I have like these serial killers. I kind of liked I, that almost like a Dexter type vibe yes I agree with I actually felt that way they were too busy trying to give people the happy ending we don't need a happy ending for a show like this they no. they they played it a little safe with some of these characters. Yes, um, and that's that was a huge problem we had with because how great would it have been if Lucifer actually did become God? And I think they played that safe too. But see, for me with the Lucifer, with Lucifer, I know I'm jumping Ma- ahead with Lucifer. Yeah, but- we'll we'll talk about Lucifer and Amenadiel's endings because for for me, I actually preferred it. I I preferred that Lucifer did not take the God mantle. Mm-hmm. It would have been so against his character to do so. Maybe. Um. It, that would have been more just pride. Like I'm going to be God because I can be God. And it's, it's character growth was like, I'm not supposed to be though. Yeah. Like just because I can be, and I want to be, doesn't mean I'm supposed to be. And I think that was a good moment yeah. for him. But, um, but sorry, back to Ella, back to Ella. I, they dropped all of that stuff. Yes. And it, it's unfortunate. That annoyed me. I don't get me wrong. I enjoyed her kind of picking up the pieces and kind of being like uh, figuring things. Out. She's the only character that figures it out on her own. And she, I do feel for her when she goes on her drunken tirade and she's like, it's only because you didn't tell me. And Lucifer was like, well, I mean, technically I did several times. I was, I was very upset that she did not make a bigger deal about finding out that she actually hugged God for her as a character. Like as part of her, like I thought she would be like, Oh my God, your dad gives the best. Oh God. And then she faints. But I'm, I'm, I'm happy. She got her happy ending. I'm happy. She got with Carol, who I thought was a good match for her. But I'm because he also again he has his own demons, but they don't even bring up like she could easily say I have my own demons yeah, too. Like let's, I, let's figure them out like, together. That it that's what real people do. It would have been a great story. And again, this is why I feel like they were missing an episode or two. Yeah, for Ella to be like, I would have I would have been okay with an Ella Corbett focused episode, like just where it's uh, that's his name, Carol Kerr. Oh, oh, that's his last Carol. name. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, who's Corbett? Well, because Lucifer <laughs> refers to him as, as Corbett for most oh, okay. of it. Um, but I would have been okay with an episode devoted to the two of them. I feel like there was a part missing where Ella... Because all of a sudden, Ella just... We see her. She's got a board with 
yarn. Yeah. And like, okay, what what was the catalyst that prompted that? Mm-hmm. There was nothing. Yeah. It was all of a sudden just one day she went, hey, and just kind of put it together. And that's something needs to happen to push a character to that conclusion. And, and we didn't get that. And like, no. I, and that was, again, one of my big problems with this season. I just felt it was lazy script writing. Yeah. Um, so going to other lazy script writing, <laughs> Mazikin. Okay. I love Maze. Oh, Maze is Maze fantastic. is probably one of my favorite comic book adaptation characters. Yeah. She's she's complex. She's she's especially now that she has a soul, like right. which they they do bring up, you know, a demon having a soul. Yeah. She's one of the only ones on the entire I mean, they bring up other demons and and having you know at the wedding, which is which is a fun gag and all yeah. that stuff. Oh yeah. But for Maze, I I don't know where she kind of fit in this season. No, she, she didn't. She has some great scenes though. Like when she, the scene with her with Rory, I love how she's like the first one to be like, "You're messing with us. Don't don't even try." Yeah, it just seemed like Maze got pushed to like comic relief and and but also like sage advice out of nowhere. Like she drops big yeah. advice to Lucifer and. But then I don't like how she pushed Eve so far away. Oh, by just, calling up Adam? Not even by calling up Adam, by yeah. like, you know, torturing and, yeah. and like it just That's not it's, on brand. I, I feel like we're past that part of yeah. Maze and I would have just enjoyed you know, you could still be a badass, but also just be emotionally vulnerable. She had almost no story. I would have preferred her having struggles with a soul. I think that would have been a much better maybe, story. Maybe she needed to go off to science camp. Yeah, science camp. <laughs> but like you see her when Dan dies, you see her a wreck because mm-hmm. her her and Dan have one of the best friendships that grew yeah, up on the that show. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I really enjoyed, and they they never any sexual tension, never romantic no, tension. But they sort were just of that like, like just oh we're doing things we shouldn't be doing by possibly killing people yeah. and getting revenge. <laughs> like it was kind of funny, and, and and they just dropped like, it. When Dan dies, she's she's probably the biggest wreck next to Chloe and Trixie. Like mm-hmm. she is. She's because re- now she has this soul and this burden of emotions. You know, we, they could have done so. Like, look at Supernatural. I think season six was a lot of fun just with Soulless Sam. Oh like, yeah, that, that oh, concept. That was... And you know, they they towards it, the end I was getting a little bit. Well, because like, towards the end they yeah, made it more like, like he's like almost useless without yeah. it. Like towards I, the I, end I was a little like, okay, let's move past this. Uh, the U the fairy UFO episode. That's the one that really just kind of which was one like, was that where um. Dean acts as like they have a it's they think it's UFOs yeah. but it's actually fairies. <laughs> but um, like I, if you're not watching Supernatural, I know. Look, I know it's 15 seasons, but once you get, st- I was there. I get it. But once you get started, it's hard. You, to you stop. get so sucked into it that it's su- and it's such a joy. I didn't realize how much I was missing out with Supernatural until I started watching it. I really can't. I, I, I can't give enough credit to. And you can always do the. I can't recommend it enough. I can. You can always do seasons one through five and leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. That's what Sean did. But um, for me, like if they had done something with Maze where it was more like, uh, I'm getting all these new feelings, these things I've never felt, and I don't know what to there do. There was no and development. I, I yeah. think that would have been a lot more, and that could have led to the same kind of drama, just in a more organic way. Mm-hmm. Like they could have talked about it. Like, well, why are you getting cold feet all of a sudden? Because I'm feeling things. I, I've never felt nervous before. Yeah. I've never felt anxiety before. They they could have done a lot and talked about the human soul and like how powerful it really is. I have a whole theory about this, which I'm going to give to you in a minute. Okay. Do you want to move on to our next character? Yeah. Choice? Let's talk about Dan. Dan was the character we felt the worst for, I think, this season. Um, I, it, I enjoyed what they did with Dan. 
You mean and, the concept? Yes. Okay. Because um, that's the part I was okay with. Like, like that's the, the thing. The is execution that... was not always a hundred percent. Yes. But for me, I thought it was a very interesting idea because basically, in this universe, heaven and hell are you're, you're dictated to where you go based on how you feel, like your guilt. Your guilt. Um, and Dan's struggle is he's in hell for thousands of years playing ping pong with yeah. Belios because he can't figure out what he feels guilty about. And and I like that about Dan. He's like. I led a good life. I, I took care of my family. I took care of my friends. Like I, I died saving somebody's life. Like I did, I did all these yeah. and yeah, I did bad things, but I, I came to terms with them there. And cause he never goes into his hell. Right. So he never experiences what his internal guilt is. So it starts off with the, with the mystery of it. Good. Um, I like the beginning, right? I like the end where he finally yes. realizes I feel guilty cause I left my daughter, not because of something yes. I did. But because my choices now lead to my daughter not I having a dad. I abandoned my boy. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but it takes Trixie telling him, hey, my dad died a hero and I'm proud of him. Yeah. And he always – he did his best and that's all I could ever ask for. And that's when he's like, okay, I can go to heaven. It's the in-between stuff that started to, to grate on me a it little. It was grating. It um, was gimmicky. Go- it, was, it was goofy Patrick Swayze ghost. Yeah, Ghost Dan was a great concept. Ghost Dan makes me think of Bill Cosby's Ghost Dad. Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. Ooh, don't say don't say Ghost Dan. Oh God. <laughs> well, Dan as a, as a ghost was an interesting concept because for the most part, it was almost a mystery to even the Celestials. They're like, this has never yes. happened before. You know, we've never taken a soul out of hell and put them on Earth because right. now he, now he's stuck here. He can't inhabit his own body. Then they start showing that he could do things in the world. But it's only when he finally possesses uh, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. We'll I, I would have been okay if he had done like kind of the Bobby Singer route from Supernatural, where like he progresses into like a, yeah. almost like an a, something new completely. Yeah. Um, they could have done more with it, but again, they're ten episodes. They have ten episodes to figure this out. Uh, Dan, beginning and ends really good. Middle. Yeah, saggy. But it wasn't the worst. Like most middle-aged men, a little saggy in the middle. Yeah, I I did. I always enjoyed when Amenadiel would be talking to him, and everybody's like looking at okay, yes, oldest trope. Okay, I, I, and I was fine. They they overplayed it. They did because like, I, I was like, why is he still like falling for that and talking to Dan in front of his partner? Yeah. Even better though was Maze ignoring him the first time and then telling him later. <laughs> oh, I could see you the whole time. I was I when he was appearing to maze and she was not responding i'm i was hoping hoping that it was just her playing a joke on him and it what turned out to be do? true she's the queen of torture she that was awesome i gotta say well that's another thing about maze also they hyped up her becoming the queen of hell just to drop it completely yeah there were a lot of drop plot lines yeah. in this season all right so let's move on to i want to move on to chloe okay okay i, I want to save a deal and lucifer for the end because i feel like they're the biggest ram. Oh, well, we can talk about it. We got to yeah. talk about Rory also. Yeah. Chloe was such a waste. I feel like Chloe's been a waste for a couple seasons. Chloe is literally the queen of she's, she's the straight man to, to Tom Ellis's eccentric, yeah. but she's the sounding board. She's the reactionary. She's also just not a, like not a good person. Like yeah. I would not like she, she's a good person in terms of ethics and morality. Right. But then like there's the, the episode where they're trying to figure out, who the possible mother of Lucifer's angel baby is. Oh, and then she just shows up in a foreign country all of a sudden at the exact moment when Lucifer is talking to the person. Yeah, and then she, and she doesn't... Deus ex machina! Yeah, and she doesn't... She doesn't Deus, give, sorry. She is just a terrible 
relationship partner. She's constantly lecturing Lucifer about what he should be doing, yeah. but then she's she's like needy and just uh, over dependent on him and, and crack addicty for a while there with that. Thing. I did not. I they could have taken that out completely. Yeah, and I would have been. Com- don't she, get me wrong. She, what we're talking about is that she's got what is it? Menadiel's like Menadiel's necklace. Necklace, and she's got like superpowers as a result. She's got super. Well, strength. they showed it at the end of the season uh, five. Season five yeah. that she had it, and it did give her strength to to fight. Right, but then she just became addicted to it this season. Which I I can understand where they were going with it, but a they drop it halfway through. Yeah, with no ramifications whatsoever. But I will say B. It does lead to the scene of her talking to Dan. That was a gut punch. That was a real uh, yeah. a tough one to watch. Like to to finally be able to talk to your loved one and just After be like, "I'm died, so yeah. sorry." I think it would have been more. It made more sense if she said, "I have it because of that." I Dan yeah. Dan died because I couldn't protect him. I'm never gonna lose another. It, she does. They bring that up a little bit, but I think they could have done better. All right, with now that. I'm gonna introduce my theory. Hit it. I think now. First of all. Um, Tom Ellis is exec producer. Mm-hmm. I think he got too much power this season as exec producer. I wouldn't be surprised. Because there were so many moments that seemed pointless and self-indulgent. And also, being that he was exec producer, we noted that Kevin Alejandro, detective douche, uh, directed two episodes, which means he had a decent amount of power, too. And I think the two of them, along with anyone else who is, and I think that they probably gave power to the people on screen, mm-hmm. people who are not screenwriters. And I think they said, wouldn't it be great if we did this? And they came up with an idea, but didn't actually develop it. They came up with a start to the idea and it will end this way. But being that these people aren't screenwriters, they didn't map out all of the beats for it. And so... They just threw it like, hey, wouldn't it be great if Lucifer found out he had a daughter he didn't know about? Oh, then then we would discuss, you know, how he is as a father. Yeah, let's let's add that in there. But not thinking it through. I think this would this season would have been better as a movie. As a two Maybe. hour as a two yes. hour movie where it's because it's about two hours worth of material in where 10 they, episodes. They, it could have been a I think just streamlined a little yes. bit better in that regards I, I think and I think the fans would have been okay with a Netflix original movie yeah. to finish um, they just announced uh, the show Teen Wolf is getting a revival oh, really? movie which I'm super excited about like I'll give you an example there there are way too many pointless musical um, mu- musicals in this that's for Tom Ellis yes I, I do I do think the one where he's trying to perform for his daughter is actually really funny oh, that one, one that one I that's enjoy. the one I was going to bring up the one about uh, uh, oh, what, what's the song that he does oh, um, he says uh, anyway the song is all about how you can have whatever you want yeah um Oh, this is going to bug me now, and I'm going to remember I'm, 30 I'm trying, seconds I'm trying. from now. Keep going. But uh, it seemed like uh, – oh, you got it. Roy Orbison's You Got It. Oh, yeah, that's um, it. It seemed so – like all the times when he's done musical performances, and he is very talented. Oh, incredible. And that's part of the problem here is that when you give very talented people – unchecked power it goes way out of control and that's the rule in anything in life um and i think they gave too much power to tom ellis and and then he said you know kevin alejandro i'm going to give you some power and i think they had unchecked power without consulting with screenwriters the the problem they have with the with the season finale especially at that season six yeah is a yes the the stars are gonna you're gonna start seeing them as a a producer but also that's all contract stuff like 
I want yeah. if you want me back, especially for Tom Ellis. Tom Ellis had had them in a grip once he's, Netflix took it. Well, sure, because he's the reason I watch this show. Absolutely, and and that's fair. Like, don't get me wrong. It's the same thing with the Scarlett Johansson thing. Mm-hmm. We firmly believe that she should be getting the money that she's yes. owed. Um, and you know some creative control because you play a character for so long you know the character um, I mean look at Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles they had a lot of say of what happened at the end towards yeah. the end of Supernatural um, and but, even now with like Walker and stuff like that Jared Padalecki's got a lot of swing and, yeah. and so does Jensen Ackles and that's, that's the see and that's okay like if you want to give a star final say on a lot of stuff towards the end that's great but I think they let Tom Ellis and, and a lot of these people script out the season and, and say, you know, and, and I think they didn't think it through. They just went, oh, it'll be funny if we give him a daughter. Well, what what, what are the developments? Ah, we'll figure it out as we go well, along. Well, you know what? I will say that we'll t- let's talk about Rory then while, we're, while right. we're talking about it. Rory's introduced in the very first episode as um, as an unknown angel. Right. She's which is, on, the, on the throne in hell. And then she's looking for Lucifer. And then we see Michael in the backgrounds and we don't even see Tom Ellis. Oh, I was so sad we didn't see Michael. Tom Ellis has been very vocal about how much he did not like playing Michael. Really? Um, he enjoyed like the challenge of it, but like he just didn't enjoy it. Oh, I thought much. he was awesome as Michael. He I was. loved his his swagger and his uh, uh, his accent and everything for Michael. He yeah. was so creepy. Yeah, it was very it was very sad that we didn't see Michael, or at yeah. least we didn't get any catharsis with him. No. I thought they were just going to leave him on Earth and let him be like a a guy. That's like, sad. I but instead Michael. he's locked in hell. That was. I, I, no, let me quantify that. I love to hate Michael. Yes, he's a very <laughs> a very hateable yes. character. But um. So we have Rory get introduced, and a I'm gonna I'm gonna say the things I like. Her wings are badass. Yes, I like what, the steel what wings. A, what a, very cool. The red and and steel tip feathers, really cool. And the fact that they actually the scene where they're taking them off of her is, is brutal, hard. and using them as weapons, like smart and brutal. Like that that was some great visual stuff with her. And when mm. she starts to turn a uh, devil face, almost when her oh yeah, when she's melting like that, yeah, and like turning into basically her burning dad. up. And, yeah. yeah, that was neat. It was really cool. Some things I really liked about Rory. So basically, the idea, we find out that Rory is a half-angel, half-human like Charlie, and her every angel has an ability. Like, Amenadiel can stop time, which he didn't do once this season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, you know, Lucifer brings out people's desires. Which would have been helpful as a cop. A thousand percent. <laughs> uh, Lucifer brings out people's desires. Uh, Michael brings out people's fears. Her ability is she time jumps. Which, making sense, she's related to Amenadiel, uh, you know, almost yeah. directly, and she wants nothing to do with her father, so what better way to spite your father than taking something your uncle has? So, I, I liked I liked Rory a, enough, but then there are some scenes where I get where she's coming from, but basically she was just there. Eventually, you find out she's really just there to put Lucifer on the path, and right. we're, we're stuck in this closed time loop. I hate closed time loops. I hate the idea of this happened because you went back and you yeah. went back because this happened and you know it's around and around yeah, we yeah. go. The, the, the looper t- kind of idea. If anything were to spit in the face of a show like Lucifer, it's the idea is there really is no free will. This was all a plan, right. and that that that's not conducive to the show. And I that, think, that goes against the grain of the show. I think having an appearance maybe from God at the very last episode mm-hmm. to tell Lucifer, hey. It's still at the end of the day your choice. And get all state. And get all state. I have all state. <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think that that was Rory was a, an interesting character, but I, I got really tired of the of the I hate my dad. Yeah. Like and I, I I'm gonna go back to this. I think as these people, they had great like all of their ideas were great for the brainstorming session. Mm-hmm. And they were great for the ending. 
just not fleshed out. But not fleshed out. Like I, I feel like they left the fleshing out up to these people, and that's not what they do well. They're good with their idea of people. And, and I'll give you an example. Um, and this is when the first flag came up for me was the cartoon episode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is going to be funny. This is a great idea. Look at Scooby-Doo on Supernatural. Right, which was actually good. One of the best episodes of the show. This one, I'm like waiting to laugh. And I'm like, okay, when is this going to be good? Okay, when he when said I'm a smoothie, I did laugh. I'm a smoothie. It was, yes, I, I liked that. And then like... I was I it just kept going and going and going and I was not laughing nothing was enjoyable like again it was a great idea but nothing went anywhere with it and I felt like they just didn't allow them to develop any ideas it makes me wonder what my hell loop would look like <laughs> but um to- talking about ideas that I have they... a feeling it would be set in high school I have a feeling it'd be set in this room <laughs> <laughs> Where my microphone doesn't work, but everybody else's does. But um, and all we do is talk about how great Marvel is. Ah, I'm just <laughs> Superman here. sucks. No, no. <laughs> no but uh, talking about characters where they really introduce a story just to drop it, and then uh, I, me personally, didn't I didn't resonate well with me. Amenadiel. Amenadiel mm-hmm. becomes a police officer at the for end for reasons. I, I I had no problem with him becoming a police officer at the end. It, it's kind of it's in his nature. I would have yes, seen it's on brand because he is someone who loves the he's law. A, a soldier. He's yes. he's the angel of justice, basically. Like he is he's God's first and biggest soldier. Like yeah, okay. I want to help. Menadiel is a great character because he comes in very much like Castiel. Like mm-hmm. we're just the shepherds. We're not here to interfere. We're not. And then he ends up not only not only creating a child but also falling in love with the people of Earth. Yeah. And I'm glad that they kind of got rid of the the really like, you know, the fish out of water stuff with him. Now it's just when ghost right. when ghost Dan. Sorry, I'm gonna keep saying it. When, ah! when Dan pops up and that awkward exchanges, but he decides to become a cop and immediately and you know again we're not gonna try and get too political, but in the it, this was definitely filmed in a certain climate. Yeah, where, where the idea of police reform and, and racism in policing was was very prevalent. Yes, I, I'm sure you and many others were uncomfortable with the idea that they portrayed every white cop as a racist. No, here, here's what made me uncomfortable. What uncomfortable? What made me uncomfortable was first they address it. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand it. It is a current topic. Yes. It is it is something that people are discussing, and I am I am of the opinion that things need to be not just in policing though. I'm talking federal government. I'm talking mm-hmm. Hollywood itself. I mean, we talked about Shang Chi for you know one of the biggest reasons was, you know, it it broke the expectation. Yeah. It broke the stereotypes. Um, for this. And I'm not going to say too much on it because I don't I don't want to get too far down right. the rabbit hole. They introduce it, then they introduce the the character from that show, and and at first you think, oh, he they they did, they're addressing it, they're addressing that yes. he he recognized it, and he, he said, apologized, it and I've changed and I'm different. But then he still he backslides exactly. He backslides, and I'd rather if you want to do that. You got to commit one way or the other. Yeah. You can't show the good and then go right back to the bad because then it negates yes. the good. Agreed. So for me, if you want to do the story, that's cool. I understand, especially in a big city like LA. Again, setup, idea, good. Execution, out the door. I think it would have been much more powerful for them to to stick to him being yeah, like, hey, trying to be good. I was wrong. Yeah. Like, and yeah, don't get me wrong. Like with uh, with Carol, you know, he talks about backsliding and like, I have an addiction. They could have played around with that sort of thing yeah. and still had their moments where Amenadiel's like, you're still wrong. Yeah, which I think we can all agree. You, you and I can both agree. Having Amenadiel become a cop, great idea. Yeah. Having Amenadiel at the end being partners with Chloe, great idea. 
So where's all the middle is just falling apart completely. And I have to say, as in this room alone, with the number of people that come through this room, we have people who are Black Lives Matter. We have people who are Blue Lives Matter. We have police supporters. We have people who argue different things. And I think all of us hated the approach that yeah. Lucifer had to this. Because I think the most important thing, and you know, this is a conversation for a whole other podcast yeah. at this point, is having the conversation, being able to. Right. Rob and I have very different mm-hmm. outlooks on on this sort of thing, but at the end of the day, we can have a very yes, civil conversation, we and we still look at it, we, and we can we look can at each other, respect each other, yeah. and look at each other's perspectives. This show, like a lot, and unfortunately, a lot of shows are doing it where it's one extreme or the other. Yeah. And. We can we there is a middle road that we can find and it and then it ends with, you know, amenity like don't get me wrong when they introduced that uh, his field trainer who then became a detective I was like yes cool mm-hmm. I like that yeah and she stayed a, a beat cop because she wanted to help the people cool I re- I like that that's a great story, um you can address the problem and not ignore it without going so far to the extreme and I and then they just drop it yeah. And Chloe, and then it, that's the inspiration for Chloe to come back to the department to to yeah. fight systemic racism. They, I, again, they I think they had a point A and a point like Q, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to follow the alphabet to get to, from one to the other. Yeah. So for uh, don't get me wrong, I love that Amenadiel is now God. If yeah. ever there was a character on that show that should have been become the new God, yeah, it was Amenadiel. You know, you watch the show, you kind of see that that's where it might have been building to, but um. Yeah, that the the stuff in between is really hard. It's it's just it was cringy almost. Like if you want to watch again, if you want to watch season six, first three episodes, last two, yep. and you're good. Now let's talk about because we're we're running really over. <laughs> we're we're over a we're over an hour. Okay. Um, Lucifer. Yes. His story is, and don't get me wrong. I th- I think it, there's nothing more fitting than Lucifer. I want this. I want this. I got it. I don't really want it anymore. Right. He is the definition of. These are the new toys. I'm going to play with the new toys, forget the old toys, and then I get new toys and again. And then look, something shinier. <laughs> the whole season is for him to finally learn that his place was always in hell. You can't appreciate, you know, you know like uh, that. Yeah. Again, very for such a for a show that really tried to fight the tropes. The last season fell into every yes. single writing trope, like writing 101. Yeah. Like the real treasure was, you know, here, here all along. along. <laughs> you know, the, the feathers, you didn't need the feather to fly, Dumbo. Uh. <laughs> it does, it, you know, don't get me wrong. There's some great scenes with him and Chloe and, you know, him and his daughter, who I, I enjoyed that dynamic, especially they do address it too. Like, Lucifer, you should get it as the angel whose son uh, or whose father ignored him and then threw him away. You should understand this better than anyone. Like, again, good good bones, mm. just not enough. The, the meat wasn't right. I, 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 a big part of me too wanted, really wanted him to sit on the throne of God. Yeah, yeah. it would have been just such a nice middle finger to organized religion. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> and that's why they. That's I think that's one of the other reasons because this show has gotten a lot of flack. Uh, from organized religion, probably from the Catholic League, I would uh, imagine. Very much so. Yeah. Uh, the idea of Lucifer being the good guy. I gotta say, as as someone who was raised in Christianity, and and it's been faith has been such a big part of my life. I I gotta say, it really challenged a lot of my beliefs and thoughts about Lucifer, and thinking that you know, because because uh, uh, you know, history is written by the winners. Yeah. And it made me rethink the character a little bit, and, and you know. How, you know, maybe there are some good points there. You know, he's not the embodiment of evil that he's because he ultimately, you know, as far as angel lore goes, he was a uh, an angel 
um, who fell for whatever reason. Now, Milton made it so that way it was because he wanted to be God and, and he had the army with a, a third of the angels with him and everything. That, Super, that's not biblical yeah. and supernatural. That's well, not biblical. That's Milton. But it, it made me appreciate the character a little bit more and, and helped me see all sides of the argument better. Yeah. So for like... We, we've talked about Supernatural a lot. It's hard not to compare because they yeah, are... Yeah, they are very tied. In the, in the same genre. And, and with so many similar... So many actors that go between oh, the yeah. shows. So they, they portray Lucifer very similarly in the first five seasons where, he, like, basically he was, like, God's favorite angel. Yeah. When God created humanity, new toys. Right. You know, he's like, I'm not going to bow to them. They're they're flawed. You, God, are perfect and, and everything. I'll bow to you, but I won't bow to humanity. And that's what caused the Civil War. Similar to this. In Supernatural, though, unfortunately, eventually they do make it, you know, that Lucifer's just evil. He's just not a good dude. Well, that's what the church has done over the past 2,000 years is they've very closely put Lucifer and evil in the same category. And I like how this show always addressed it. He's like, I don't make people do things. I just bring their what they want to do to light yeah they're the bad guy like human beings humanity is the one that that manifested evil not lucifer yeah which but is neat he just gets the blame for it so for me i think there, unfortunately the the only logical place would be to have lucifer in hell but st- but now he's because of his helping time on people. earth he is helping people who knows how many souls he sends to heaven yeah now. which i again i i like that idea and that concept and where he ends up but again it's getting there is just yeah oof. and then him and chloe end up together in hell <laughs> that was a very point uh nice moment when she meets uh yeah. Amanadiel at like kind of like the bridge and you think he's going to take her to heaven but he ends up taking her down to All hell right. to live i got a question him. maybe you yeah. can answer this Amenadiel up on the throne of heaven is able to come down and visit his family and all the people on earth. Correct. Why can't Lucifer? Uh, well, I'm sure he could. No, because remember he says, if I take this, I'm never going to see you until you come down here. No, he ha- he can't see her until she dies because then it'll break the time loop. Rory has to believe that her father is completely. So just don't abandoned. show up to Rory. I know, right? Sneak <laughs> around. Or like, why couldn't he like, sh- you know, every once in a while, you know, when there's like the her Rory's second birthday, he could be like peeking through the window or something. For, for all we know, he he did. Yeah. For all we know, like we don't. Also, it just seemed like kind of a cop out that he wasn't allowed. Time to. travel closed loops are always uh, the cop out because they make they make rules. Script writing reasons. Yeah, I mean. You know, they could be like, it would create a paradox if Rory saw me, you know, as a child and then knew that I was there, like blah, blah, blah. These are the architects of the universe. I'm pretty sure they could play with time loops. Oh, I'm sure they could, (laughs) but they have to end the show. (laughs) So Lucifer season six, if you were to give it a Star City rating. All right. I'm trying. I got to be honest without being mean. You want me to go first? then? Yeah, you go first. I'm going to give it a three. Um, it's above average it, it, for a, se- a series finales are either good and satisfying or really bad. So this one, there are things that I really was, I was disappointed with it, You know, that's one of the best things about marinating on this show for a little bit too. Mm. You know, we, sometimes we record right after we yeah. see something. This and, has been what? Two weeks, two weeks. Okay. Like look at Jack, uh, justice league. We were very nice at justice league. Yeah. And then it was over time that we were like, this movie is <laughs> yeah, terrible. Time was not kind to it. Uh, closed loop. But anyway. Uh, for me, though, like it had enough of the 
don't get me wrong, I'm a sucker for a good happy ending, even when a character doesn't necessarily need one. I think it's more ballsy to show... If they, if they had shown some of the things that we talked about, I, it, this could have easily been a four, mm-hmm. maybe even a five, um, which is a shame because we have had seasons of Lucifer that are fours and yeah. you know, oh, border, yeah. borderline fives. You know, I would say season four is one of the best of the show. Agreed. I, um, I would agree with you 100% on that. You know, and it ends with him, you know, the full devil form and taking yeah. over hell again. Like That one moment, I think it was in season four, where he, they're all shooting at Chloe and he grabs his wings and wraps them around that's her. That's the season finale of three. Oh, that's such a great moment. Great moment. But when he goes full devil form yes. to stop the demons, like that, oh, chills, man. Yeah. But I, I'll give this season a three. Um, and overall, the show, I give a four. I, I have to say, because... No matter what happened, Tom Ellis was just so captivating, and mm-hmm. um, he carried the show. And you know, characters like Dan and Maze, who grew so much throughout the show. You know, Dan was a corrupt cop when the show started. He was a Dan also sucked as a character for the first like season or yeah, two, and, and I tur- I ended up liking him. Yeah, and because they finally figured out what to do with him, and his death hit so hard. Yes. And then Amenadiel too, another character where could have easily been a Castiel mm-hmm. clone from Supernatural. Oh, yeah, that's true. Turned into such a great and caring person mm-hmm. and then eventual god. Oh, man. Rob, All right. I, really... I got this. All right. He's All got right. it. And this is what I can... We, Lauren and I were having this discussion mm-hmm. about the last season that we were comparing... For you Game of Thrones fans, we were comparing season six of Lucifer to season eight of Game of Thrones. Now, for anyone who knows anything about Game of Thrones, you know that season eight is... Is the last season? It is. It is an abomination. It is a disaster. It is such a letdown. In fact, we were... Title of Rob tape. Huge. That's not the title of it. We were huge fans of Game of Thrones until season eight, and then season eight made me lose all hope. And I have since brought a little bit back... I compared season eight of Game of Thrones to Lucifer season six, and I have to say, I think season eight might have been better than this Lucifer season six. Okay. So I have, I think I have to give one and a half to wow. season six because I think it was just a complete waste of time. I thought it had great initial ideas that weren't carried through, and so it, it betrayed characters. I think it threw character arcs completely out the window for just ideas and I think it was gimmicky I think the whole season was just a string of gimmicks gimmick is ghost Dan uh, cartoon Lucifer um, an episode where we're just going to read a book like it was just gimmicks to me so I, I but but I think overall for the show I still have to give it three and a half because I think I don't feel like I wasted my time watching the show oh, yeah, at no, all. No. Um, Tom Ellis was a lot of fun. There was some great lore to it. I think if I have to recommend, I, and I would still recommend the show. Oh, thousand percent. But I would I would tell people try to avoid because I I remember this with Supernatural. You told me when you're ending Supernatural, beware of the final episode. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so as long as I don't consider that as the series finale, I'll be all right. And that worked, actually. I still watched it, but I knew that the series ended an episode before that. It's funny. TNT finally just got up to it. Because TNT shows like three, four episodes a day. Yeah. And they they just showed the last two episodes, and I still stand by that. I was like, the second to last episode of the series is such a good... If they had just done like an epilogue of... of, You know, like... Because don't get me wrong spoilers for supernatural the last episode where they do the carry on wayward son uh, the two yeah. versions i i i still really like it mm-hmm. um the makeup on sam needs a lot of work 
old man Sam. Yeah, <laughs> most basic tropes, oh, man. But uh, I, I have to agree, though. Like, you know, this show, it, it grew, it changed, it, it challenged us. We had, you know, if you listen to our, our previous episode yeah. where we did one through five, we, again, another oh, yeah. hour and a half episode where we, we talked about how a show which shouldn't work on paper yep. the devil solving crime <laughs> shouldn't work on paper just but it's fun and tom ellis is fun and i i hope to that's one of the cool things about having a character like lucifer if he were to pop up in anything else i'd, I'd be okay with it he's on yeah. his own earth he's doing his own thing but you know they got a justice league dark show coming to hbo max have him cameo yeah. like i'd be all about it or have a menadiel cameo now you know, it's it's a cameo from Lucifer that got me to watch the show yeah. on Crisis on Infinite Earths. I think if you're going to watch Lucifer, know that the last like season and a half is not going to be great. So if you can go in with those lowered expectations, and it's okay, it is okay to punch out before the end. Then I I would still recommend Lucifer because I it it does break a lot of good ground. The character is a lot of fun. It made me question things. I enjoyed my time with the characters. But yeah, that ending is just that last season and a half. I, can't I, I feel like if you watch season five into six, like right away with no break, no nothing, it might be a little bit Maybe. better because um, it won't feel as disjointed. But I don't know. But I think that's going to wrap us up for our Lucifer uh, discussion. We do have a little fan feedback yep. Friday. So uh, fan feedback Friday this week was if you could go to a party hosted by a comic book character, who would it be? Uh, so we got just a, a handful of answers this week. We have Lucifer, obviously. Obviously, which, you know, he really knows how to host a party. We have Party Thor from this week's What If, <laughs> which this week's What If was a little I bit, gotta catch was, up was on, a little bit of fun. Basically, it was What If Thor was an only child. Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. We have Kongorilla. I don't even know who that is, but it's a monkey. Okay. Uh, ain't no party like a blue beetle and booster gold party. I feel like that'd be a lot of fun, like <laughs> unexpectedly. Uh, of course, we have Deadpool, and of mm-hmm. course, we have Iron Man. You know who I was really surprised? I was hoping Sean was going to put uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne from the first movie. Why? Because they have that huge party at Wayne Manor. Okay. And I just thought that'd be a lot All of fun right. to go to a black tie event at Wayne Manor. That's true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was that was a fun one. I like that. But uh, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. If you guys want to hear some more of us, you can find us at themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our podcasts, articles, pictures, the whole nine. You can find our Facebook page, the Multiverse Fancast, or The Misfit Faction. You can also find us on YouTube, The Misfit Faction Media Network, Instagram, The Misfit Faction, and Twitter, at Misfit Faction. There you'll find uh, links, sources, entertainment, all the sorts of things. Um, all sorts of things. Sorts of things. I had some word troubles there. <laughs> but uh, the more you guys interact with us, the more you guys uh, mm-hmm. like, comment, subscribe, share, especially on Podbean or Apple Podcasts. It really helps out the show and helps us grow our brands. The bigger the brands, the more fun and interesting things we get to do. So hopefully we will be back next week at some point for Venom. Let there be carnage. Rob is super excited and I can't <laughs> wait to see. If you guys have not read Rob's review on oh. Venom on TheMisfitFaction.com, you're missing out because it is just <laughs> Thank a, you. It is a pip and a joy to read. <laughs> if you want to be depressed, just read it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll be pleasantly. No, no, I can't even manage. No. Never well, apparently the the post credit scene is supposed to be mind blowing, to the point where during the, the fact f- that I'm showing up to watch this is mind blowing. That is fair, <laughs> but apparently Tom Hardy during the uh, premiere he specifically came out onto this onto, okay. in front of everybody. He's like, guys, this post credit scene, please do not tell anyone. Like, all right. So I I can get behind it and I can I can show a little bit of excitement because okay. I unlike half this room I enjoyed Venom. <laughs> But that's going to wrap us up for today. As always, I'm Paul. And I'm Rob. And we'll be back in a flash. And as Lucifer would say, smorgasbord. What?